Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, September 1st. Sarah Palin's attempt at a political comeback fails, at least for now. She'll have another shot in November. Democratic candidate Mary Peltola won the special election to fill the remaining term of the late legendary Republican Congressman Don Young from Alaska. Just a reminder, Alaska only has one congressional seat. It's an at-large district, so the member of the House represents the entire state. Now, how did Peltola win? How did a Democrat win a seat that was held by this Republican for nearly 50 years in a state that Donald Trump won by 10 percentage points just two years ago against Joe Biden? How did that come to be? Well, there are a lot of factors involved. One is Sarah Palin herself. She was the top Republican contender in this race at the end of the initial preferences. I say initial preferences because Alaska has started employing a top four system where the top four candidates, irrespective of party, move on from the primary to the general. And the general is conducted through ranked choice voting. So if none of the candidates get 50% plus one of the vote, a clear majority in people's initial preferences, then ranked choice voting is employed. What does that mean? It means taking the candidate with the least number of votes, in this case, Nick Begich, and reallocating those votes according to voters' second choice. But here's the problem for Sarah Palin, folks. Not enough people put her down as a second choice. You know, Sarah Palin did indeed win 50% of Begich's voters, but that was not enough to prevent the Democrat, Mary Peltola, who won a swath of Begich voters, even though they're Republicans, to put her over the top and win this race by three percentage points. You could imagine the results have caused Sarah Palin to express great dissatisfaction with the ranked choice voting system. Give a listen to her, courtesy of KTUU, last night in Juneau. Because Alaskans do not want this empowerment of Biden and Pelosi and others who want to lock up our state. They do not want a representative of that agenda to go vote for them in Congress. But here's the reality. Sarah Palin's star power comes with positives and negatives. She is a super celebrity, even back home in Alaska, for some. But the baggage she carries from quitting her job as governor back in 2009 after she and John McCain were on the ticket together in 2008, and sort of the national Palin persona and that baggage that she carries with her is the sort of downside of her celebrity. And what ranked choice voting systems sort of reward are folks that can be broadly appealing to the greatest swath of voters. And that is what Peltola accomplished here. And you can hear in her remarks last night, again, courtesy of KTUU, as she gives a nod to the late congressman, she's succeeding. It's just a tremendous honor to come in and and finish out the remainder of his term. And I intend to be um, in so many ways, um, you know, really trying to live up to the legacy that Don laid for Alaska and um, champion and work for all Alaskans. Advocates of ranked choice voting, which we've now seen in Maine, we've seen in New York City, you're seeing more and more jurisdictions starting to sort of test out a ranked choice voting system. It's aimed at depolarizing our extraordinarily polarized 
politics. So you can't just be about an energized base small swath of the electorate. You actually have to be about a broad, broad coalition so that even if you're not everyone's first choice, you are deemed likable enough, to borrow a term, to be there as people's second choice. Now, this election was just the special election, just to fulfill the remaining term that Don Young had been elected to before he passed away. So this is just until January. These folks are going to be able to do this all again in November. Mary Peltola, who will now be a congresswoman once she's sworn in, is running in the November election, as are three Republicans who ended up into the top four. Sarah Palin among them, Nick Begich again, and he said he believes that last night's results show that Sarah Palin can't win this seat. So he's going to use that as his argument going forward into the November election. And there is a third Republican candidate on the November ballot as well. Palin said last night that she is indeed all eyes to November. We have just begun and we it's it's a, a fight for what is right for Alaska and for our nation. And I do repeat that uh, you don't need a, a title. You don't need an office to make a difference. Now, yes, Alaska is a very Republican state, but it has a strong independent streak. And yes, this top four system and the ranked choice voting, and it is a special election, not a regularly scheduled November election. All those things play into factors here. But let's look at the reality of the outcome. First of all, the history making. Peltola is the first Democrat elected to Congress from Alaska since Don Young's election back in 1973. She's the first woman to be sent to Congress from Alaska. She's the first native Alaskan to be elected as a member of Congress from Alaska. So a lot of firsts there for Mary Peltola. But it is also, of course, important to note, she is a Democrat. And we have now seen Democrats overperforming in all five special elections since Roe versus Wade was overturned. And by overperforming, I mean doing better in these districts than the Democratic candidate did two years ago, doing better than Joe Biden did two years ago in these districts. So you've seen now in Alaska and New York's 19th congressional district where the Democrats actually won the race. But there are some races like the other race in New York. I think it was the 23rd congressional district. The Democrat didn't win. But again, the performance on the ballot was markedly improved from what it was two years ago in that district. All five House special elections since Roe versus Wade overturned, Democrats have overperformed what they did two years ago in those places. That is just something to watch. And I say that's something to watch because We see in today's new Wall Street Journal poll that the overturning of Roe v. Wade is clearly a vote motivator in these midterms. So in this poll, the Wall Street Journal pollsters, it's a bipartisan poll done with a Republican and a Democratic pollster, ask folks, regardless of how you feel about the issue, you know, which of a series of issues that they tested makes you more motivated to vote in the midterms? And the overturning of Roe versus Wade came out on top. Biggest share. 34% of those polled said the overturning of Roe v. Wade is increasing their motivation to vote in the midterms. That was followed by inflation, which was cited by 28% of respondents. 
And the simple mathematical result last night gives Nancy Pelosi one additional Democrat in her Democratic majority. So it's just a bit more breathing room heading into November as she and her Democratic campaign team are trying to stave off a Republican takeover, which many observers think is still likely, but nowhere near the kind of wave that Republicans were anticipating just a few months ago. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.